Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is November 23rd, 2020. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect, ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry leading artists on an equal playing field. Today, your hosts are myself, Mark Sernozia, and Liam Klisham, who is also on the call. Uh, and today we have some special guests, the gorilla himself, Nick Campbell, Booyah! and yeah. Chad Ashley. Thank you guys so much for coming to Monday meeting. Uh, thank you for having us, man. This is, uh, this, this is awesome. Glad to be here. Thanks for I, having us on. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I wanted to say a big shout out to you guys first and foremost, because I personally would not be where I am without uh, watching your videos over the years. And Nick, I watched one of your videos when I first got R11.5 and the rest is history. So deep cut many, Dude. many mahalos to you. You uh, that's original man. 11.5. That's like dynamics. That was the first dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Um, was did they have the the motors and the and the springs and all that, or was that I think, twelve? Yeah, I think it was like that first massive release with like all the MoGraph stuff, and Dude, it was good. And it's really funny to watch my reels from back then too. You know, I <laughs> too. posted somewhere. <laughs> um, um, well, thanks for watching, man. That's why we put that stuff out. Um, Cinema Forty blew my mind as I was learning all that, and so uh, thanks for being. Being a, a member, being a Grayscale Gorilla fan for that long, man, that's so cool. And now yeah, we're man, now we're course. here. Well, you know, before we kind of open up the discussion, why don't you guys kind of just give us a little background? I mean, I, obviously, most people listening to this will probably know uh, Grayscale Gorilla, um, but maybe give us a little backstory on like how it all started, real quick, and then you know where you guys are now and where you're going in the future. Uh, yeah, uh, Chad, I could. Go and if I miss anything, yell out. You go, dude. You Um, go. So if you don't know Grayscale Gorilla, we serve the Cinema 4D community. Uh, We've been doing this for 11 years, like like you heard from 11.5 era. Um, And we've been doing it with uh, uh, plugins, materials, training, helping the Cinema 4D community create better looking renders and learn this art of 3D. Um, So it's been a community uh, and it's all about learning and helping and, and plugins and materials and all this stuff. So, um, you know, the, the kind of backstory is I was, I was an after effects animator, 2d guys working in production houses, got obsessed with cinema 4d, got obsessed with 3d, um, was already obsessed with motion design. And, um, I started learning cinema 4d started watching all these tutorials and I got to the end of my renders. Right. And I, when I hit render, Nothing on my screen ever looked the way that uh, all my heroes did. My mm-hmm. everything I ever clicked on, and maybe if you've ever been an artist or, or have learned 3D or anything, you've gotten that, to that point where you're like, I thought I knew all the buttons, but why doesn't it look the way it it uh, like it does on TV? And luckily, at the time, um, I had I was working around some really talented people, way better designers, way better 3D artists than me. And one of them in particular was um, willing to come over to me and say, like, look, dude, you need some help. Let me help you. You need to understand that 3D is not just it's not like After Effects where you could like just take a photo of something and bring it in and composite it a little. And it looks realistic. Um, Instead, you need to think of 
of 3D as like a real life thing. And then the more that you treat it like real life, uh, the more you will get real life out of it. And in, in other words, if you uh, put realistic lighting into it and beautifully beautiful studio lighting, you're going to get better stuff out of it. If you put high quality materials into it, rather than like the barely Fresnelled plastic, that was like the only material I knew how to do. <laughs> like I thought Fresnel plastic was like the peak of realism. <laughs> and, <It's> uh, not. <laughs> and so I learned um, luckily pretty early on that there were missing parts of my education and missing parts of the tool set that made 3D so much more beautiful than I could pull off on my own. And once I learned these tips and these secrets and you know how to focus on lighting and materials and how to focus on compositing um, and how cameras are set up, I it totally fundamentally changed how I saw 3D and you know, I've always been interested in, in making plugins and all this stuff. So I just started making my own plugins to help that process, to help speed that stuff up. Um, started making materials and started to realize that if I could share these things with the rest of the Cinema 4D audience and world, that this could be pretty fun for me to build and share and help everybody in the same way that I just learned all this stuff. What if I could go show people how the things that I just learned that this stuff's important and this is how you make more realistic stuff. So I went off to start Grayscale Gorilla and uh, it's grown like crazy over the last uh, 11 years we've been at this. And now we're really lucky to have even better artists than me. And in fact, when I tell that story of the, um, the person that decided to, to help me and, and show me how 3D worked, um, that guy's Chad. <laughs> He's on the call. <laughs> um, and so as the, as the company grew um, and I knew that we wanted to step up our material game, we wanted to step up our lighting game and our 3D game, uh, we're so uh, like happy and love working with Chad because he brings all of that uh, history and all of that art, art, artisan quality of, of materials and lighting mm -hmm. to us. So, and, and the things that he makes, we share with our audience as well. The products we, we're, I'm sure we'll talk about this stuff coming out tomorrow, but we get that um, that that uh, 3D knowledge directly from the source. The, the, the guy mm -hmm. that's been doing this and using, like we'll get into all the crazy renders that Chad's used, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, so so quickly, I'll, I'll kind of finish the whole arc here. Um, that was the start of Grayscale Grill. And as we grew, we knew that we needed to step up our material game, step up our lighting game. And that's what we've been doing for the last four or five years uh, is creating higher quality plugins, materials, and of course, training to help the Cinema 4D community. So we could dive into all the details, but uh, that's kind of the, the, the shorter, shortish version of how we got to today. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, Chad, feel free to jump in if you have anything to add too with your with your uh, your journey with GSG, the Node Commander yeah. himself. So the I think Nick, you did a great job. I think uh, breaking it down. I think that was I think the the thing that so Nick and I met uh, before we worked at DK. We worked at a, uh, a like a a design animation boutique that was attached to a post house in Chicago called Somersault. And that's where we kind of got to know each other a little bit. And he was like always carrying around an SLR, 
like always had a camera on him everywhere he went. So he was like one of the first people I knew that like got into digital photography at the beginning. And so when he started to get into 3D, he kept he, he the problem that I think a lot of people have when they start to learn 3D is they don't really understand that it's kind of like another it's another world, it's another reality, right? So the idea that you could have a photographer approaching 3D and not thinking about it like it's photography was like mind-blowing to me. Like, why are you treating this like it's some other thing? Like there's a camera, there are lights, there are the same rules of composition that you know, all these things are here. You already know this shit. Mm -hmm. So just make it look like that, like approach it like a photographer. And then I think once, once he and I started like, you know, uh, kind of feeding off each other a little bit in the office, we, we developed this relationship where I would push him to make his shit look better. And a lot of it was um, just opening that door in his mind to like, think about it, not as like 3d, but as like an extension of his photography. Mm -hmm. And then once, once he kind of started doing that, we started, you know, hanging out and all that stuff. He ended up going to uh, DK I stayed around at Somersault for, I think, about a year, maybe less than a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then I went over to DK, too, because at that point, it was just like all of our favorite people were there at that point, And we were just like having a blast doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's where we sort of like sort of, you know, that's where it all began, actually. Uh, GSG started uh, at Nick's desk, which was like behind me into, I think it was like, behind me like there and uh we were all like what the hell is he doing over there like he was just like working on his blog and working on all this stuff uh and eventually he was like you know what i think i'm gonna do this full time and we were like dude that's awesome i we wish we had that sort of like uh courage to 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 just leap into that unknown like that and try to make mm -hmm. it happen and so, of course, you know, we, we were friends and we, we kept in touch throughout the years after that. And I was always paying attention to what was happening in the Cinema 4D world and especially with Grayscale Gorilla. And I, I think the, the moment that I came on board or I, I think the moment I was really hired was probably at half res when I told Nick that I was switching to cinema 40. I think that's probably the moment in which I was really hired, but it my gear started turning. Yeah. Know? Cause yeah. like, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm giving in, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use cinema 40. And he's like, what? And I think you just gave me a hug. If I remember right. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were, you were pretty staunch, like cinema 40 hater for oh, a while. Dude, for sure. And so what I said was, Chad, I'm just going to hug you and be excited, but I'll make fun of you later. For <laughs> yeah, <this."> that's right. <laughs> that's right. But right yeah. now, I just want to say welcome. It's awesome over here. We're so excited to have you in Cinema 4D. And then I think after the beer wore off at Half Res, I'm like, Chad, Cinema 4D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have come at a more perfect time for me because I was, I had two um, kids. I was commuting an hour and a half each way to mm. Chicago I was unhealthy. Uh, I had, you know, my, I was just my, I was going to shit basically. And so this job came along and I was like, okay, a chance to like build something with a friend who believes in the same things that I believe in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's just, let's go do that. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for that backstory. I mean, I think, you know, once you fall into something, right, that you love and that hobby then can somewhat become a job 
or, a, you know, a, a, um, something that can provide for your family or, or whatnot. Like that's in a way kind of the dream, right? Like where you can, what you love doing can actually help support you and your family. Um, I know at least for me, that's true. You know, whatever I can do to uh, stay happy and creative and it pays bills. Great. Um, sure. That's the dream, man. Like that's, I, 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 we should get into all the questions and everything, but that is the dream. That's the thing that I've been chasing my entire career. And I think it's uh, obviously a thing that so many artists in particular chase and that, that the, um, artistic fields and how they overlap with the commerce and the, and the creative and the business is so, uh, it's amazing that now somebody can be into something like 3d and be able to build a career off of it in their, uh, in their bedroom, right? A lot of us are working from home right now. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you can be interested enough and learn most of this, like online, uh, use some tools, use some software and be able to charge, uh, clients and make a living off of it was so mind blowing to me. It, it started my whole thing. Uh, like this is just me playing in after effects. My first mm -hmm. paycheck when I got paid to use after effects was like this. And so I think that this is a huge part of every creative story. And it's also, you know, it's also why we try, we do what we do. We try to make this stuff easier for, um, 3D artists that want to do this for a living and mm -hmm. want to get paid more and want to work faster and want to be in this situation where you're mostly doing stuff you like and money comes, what an amazing opportunity. And I think it's such a, a, a fun part of the 3D and motion design and 2D community that I, I just always love. I love being a part of that however we can, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Again, going back to your original tutorials, like I've never taken one class about 3D, <laughs> like ever, you know, it's all just been watching your stuff, school of motion, YouTube, the, you know, whatever it is, it, you know, I have, I mean, I guess there's quote, you could say it's formal training in a way, but like, I've never gone to school for it, you know, and like the fact that we can do that from a bedroom anywhere in the world uh, is very, I guess, liberating you know, as an artist, like, holy crap, I can, I can watch these videos. I can start learning. It, it might take longer, but now I could possibly build a career off just interests of mine. I, I think that's fascinating. And, you know, like you said, now with everyone working remotely and stuff, if anything, those doors have now opened wider for artists like us who are either freelancers or work remotely for studios or whatnot to really, you know, make, the best go of a career um, or at a career that we can right now. Um, so yeah, that's, it's really interesting to see the shift even in the last year of, you know, even with Monday meeting, how many more people are showing up each week because people are around and they want to have this kind of interaction that you might get at a studio, but you don't have that opportunity anymore, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That's so cool what you're doing with this and bringing that community back because there is something nice about being around other people. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have been able to tell that story about, you know, Chad passing my computer and offering to help make it look better if he wasn't there to begin with, you know, totally. and if it was digitally. So I think there is something really nice about what you're doing here on Zoom and what other communities are building like this. It's, it, it is a missing part 
Um, but I, there are so many other benefits from being at home though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no commute. Let's just talk about no commute. For no a commute. I mean, yes. think about that, Chad, you were saying you had an hour and a half each way. That's three outer hours out of your day that you're either away from your family or, you know, whatever you could be more productive at work, whatever it is, you know, just yeah. being able to take that out of the equation now is it's awesome. No, that was huge. It was huge. Um, so in preparation for today's meeting, we kind of, you know, put some questions or left it open to the community. We just said, Hey, submit some questions for Chad and Nick. They're coming on. Let's talk about anything GSG. Um, so, uh, I'll just start kind of going through some of the ones we have recorded down. Um, and first and foremost, just to kind of kick it off. Um, we had two questions that were submitted that were pretty much the same. So I'll just sum it up, but why the shift from, how GSG was running to a GSG plus platform, you know, subscription platform, obviously a lot of companies and training and, you know, uh, whatever, uh, whatever, uh, sector you may be in, everyone's moving towards subscription. So curious to know more about your thoughts and, and your thought process on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a, a, a good reason. A lot of things are moving to subscription and as, and I'll just, me as a business owner, I enjoy subscription services because I uh, get to kind of float in and out when I need something or don't need something. I know what I'm going to pay every year. Um, and when they come out with new features, I don't have to like upgrade and figure all that stuff out. I just kind of get it. So when mm -hmm. it comes to business software, it makes a lot of, of sense, right? The, I think the question comes from, you know, as we look at things like materials and things that traditionally weren't in a subscription service, you know, why did we make some of these decisions? And it's something we, you know, we didn't do lightly. Um, and it's something we really thought a lot about. And it's also something that we wanted to make sure was fair to everybody and not just like, oh, we're going to do it because everybody else is doing it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that membership helps are questions that we get from our customers all the time. Um, one of them is, for example, some of our biggest and best customers would come and buy a complete suite, let's say, in 2017, and complete suite was everything. You get it all, you get it for one price, but of course, it's a perpetual license. You get the version you paid for, and meanwhile, we're busy coming out with new stuff all the time. Meanwhile, we're having updates, and before these updating their versions, we're coming out with new versions of like Hit Pro, for example, and very quickly, a lot of our customers were not complete anymore. And so we had to do this whole like, okay, upgrade situation, you know, and what do we charge and, and, and all the technical hurdles to go through that. And it didn't seem at least for us and also for our customers, attention span sustainable to say like, we're going to come bug you every, you know, year when we come out with uh, another few hundred bucks worth of stuff and ask you to, to, to upgrade. So that's one reason. Another reason is um, we had so many customers that wanted to um, uh, stay up to date. And so the, the up until, what do you call it? Like maybe two years ago, Cinema 4D allowed you to basically copy and paste your entire plugin um, library. You remember that? Like yep. I did it with our, our stuff and every, almost everyone else's stuff. You go in your preferences, you click copy, you paste into the new one and you might get a, a little warning or you might get a little little error here or there, but, but they really did an amazing job to just say like, bring everything over and it just mostly worked forever. And 
maybe it's because of their new model and everything else somewhere in the, I can't remember exactly what date it was that all stopped. Like you had to create a bespoke version of a plugin to work for every new version of cinema 4d. Mm. And it's when that started happening where we're like, man, this, this really, um, is, we can't have the same business model that we had before because that's what we were relying on. We're like, you bought it, you can use it. And now, now we actually have to like upgrade and support and make sure things are up to date. So that was another issue. Um, and then the other issue was when it comes to assets and when it comes to materials and specifically materials, we wanted to give our customers everything. And what I found with other material collections, uh, even, even other membership material collections, is you don't get it all. Um, what, they, what they usually want you to do is uh, download all the maps separately, and they usually give you credits, and you could download um, the maps and build your materials on your hard drive, and you still have to put the nodes together sometimes. And then uh, when you finally got to drag and drop it onto your uh, scene, if it didn't look the way you wanted it to, you had to go do that whole process all over again. And mm. we, we, once we released the material collections um, and saw how people are using these things and are able to just drag and drop, no nodes needed, uh, no assembly required, mm -hmm. uh, you, we, we knew that the future of our materials and the future of our HDRIs and the future of all of our assets should be here use it as you need it. And you may not use every material every day, but when your client comes to you and asks you for this specific look, you don't have to go download. You don't have to go buy. You don't have to go purchase it. So we saw this really amazing ability of something that we wanted as artists, mm -hmm. which is a huge library of materials, uh, textures, black and white te texture maps, HDRIs, LUTs, all these things that we could just grab when we needed and we didn't have to go ask the boss for a credit card again, or we right. didn't have to, but if we were paying it, had to go upgrade or do any of that stuff. So mm -hmm. all these things kind of added up to, okay, let's first of all, take all of our training and put it in a membership that made the perfect most sense to start with. So we did that last year. Um, and then very quickly when like thousands of artists signed up and they're like, yes, this is way better than paying individually. I want to just have access to all of it. We're like, how can we make this even more valuable? And so we did like behind the scenes, we did some brainstorming, like how can we make plus even more valuable at the end of the day, at the end of the year, when renewal comes around. And we, we thought at first kind of like small about it, like maybe, maybe we'll just add some more training and that'll be enough. But once we decided, what if we put everything in it? Like, mm -hmm. what if we just had everything inside of Grayscale Gorilla Plus and made this the no-brainer place to stay subscribed and to just get gosh dang everything. Wait, you encouraged swearing. Goddamn yeah. everything. <laughs> and um, and so once we had that in in our heads, we couldn't get it out, and we decided at the beginning of this year that that was the future of Plus. Um, and so we've we've been building. Um, uh, you know, we we got a little quiet in the beginning of this year, and it's because we put all of our energy into building essentially what we've been put up, putting out for the last couple of months, which is a super easy way to install everything. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, a super easy way that comes tomorrow, by the way, we're launching a brand new plus library, which is a one-stop shop to click and download all of your assets, all of your materials, all the new materials, all, and, and then starting early next year, all the HDRIs and have one repository and one library that is uh, your, any artist can use and grab and just use on any project. So that, mm-hmm. well, that's like a big way to describe it. But when it came down, once we saw that vision, we knew that membership was the way to go. And as long as you're a member, we keep the price low. We keep it easy to try. We now have monthly memberships um, to even if you just want to come try it out for a month, see if it's mm-hmm. for you. Once we had all that figured out, we go, that is the most obvious way for us to be able to just have an idea and put it in your account. And if it's yeah. not for yeah, you, if you're not, the best part. yeah, it's like, it, this is like a, this is like a, maybe a little bit too inside baseball, but when you're really selling something as a package and you're like, this is value, this is $99 or whatever, this is $200, this is $300. You have to have a certain amount of assets really, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. just have like 10, you can't have like 30 sometimes. Right. Now with a membership, we can have an idea that really only needs 10 things or 30 things, but are, but is super useful to an artist and put mm-hmm. it in there. And, mm-hmm. and we don't have to worry now about, is this 29 bucks? Should we sell anything this for 29 yeah, bucks? Yeah, totally. This yeah, is that all, was really liberating for me. Sorry, as, Chad, a, go ahead. as a person that is ideating and creating a lot of these assets, it's like, it's super liberating to think like on a weekend, I might have an idea for a quick pack, LUT pack, material pack, surface imperfection pack or something like that and crank it out just to like kind of see, bash it out and see if it's, if it's useful. And it doesn't have to go through the entire process of becoming a product, which is like everything from what's the marketing pitch, you know, what, what's the timeline of getting it released? How does it fall on the schedule with everything else? Mm-hmm. And there's all these like things in place when you try to release a product as a standalone. So it's really liberating as a creator to be able to essentially have an idea and get it out to our members with as little like friction as possible, which is really awesome for me. Yeah, I <clears throat> I want to ask a little bit about the C4D integration there with the new uh, plugin, because I, I know you guys are mainly focused on C4D, but I, I, I do know that people who, you know, might use a material pack, might port it over to Houdini to use it there or whatnot. So if you're, if, if it's coming all through, say, a plugin or in a, it, uh, extension now is I think what they call it in, in the new versions of cinema. How does that necessarily work if you want to use it in a different DCC? Is it, it can you, I should ask. Yeah, it, it's a good question. Um, we didn't design it that way. So we didn't, we didn't have in mind the artists that wanted to pick this stuff apart and move it over. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, there's nothing like stopping you, right? Like, the, the license itself um, says, as long as you're a member, you could use this stuff. So I, I think, you know, by all means, if you want to you know, pick it apart and tear the engine out and go build something, <laughs> I think that's fine. Um, you know, it's not how we designed it. You lose the library. So the library is uh, the way to organize and to drag and drop and all that stuff. And of yeah. course, that only works in Cinema 4D right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as For long now. as you're a member uh, and you ne- you want to use this stuff in Houdini or you you want to pull one of these scratch maps in After Effects and mm-hmm. 
do something cool there. Like I, there's nothing um, prohibiting you other than uh, like, there's no tech behind it. That's going to stop you from doing it. So essentially it's downloading to your machine. It's not necessarily say like a, a an octane kind of live DB or anything like that, where all the materials are stored in the cloud. And when you drag them in, uh, all the, all the guts, download. all the guts of it are downloaded to the directory that you choose. So okay. if, if you wanted to, um, you know, kind of like how our materials, if you use our materials now, you have mm -hmm. to like download everything to a drive and then go into the right. preps and all that stuff. Well, well, the library um, is going to ask you where you want to put this stuff. And it's very similar. It's like, what hard drive do you want these massive oh, files yeah. to live? Because it's a <laughs> lot of data. And, and I mean, if we, in a year from now, imagine there's going to be a shitload more. So be careful about where you put those because you're going to want to have space. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you've got those files. I, I mean, ultimately, you know, I, I don't want to like overstep my Nick, just feel free to like cut me off. <laughs> I would love to see the, the, our, the library that we're building is really, in my opinion, the experience that I envisioned for, for all, all of you, which is this really great way to have everything right there at your fingertips to be able to just try out stuff, experiment see what works. I know that's how I work. You know, I like to like bash things out before I, before I really start to dive in. Yeah. And for me, that's what this, that's what the library 1.0 is, is, is just the beginning of what we're, what we're going to deliver on that experience. And I would love to maybe someday get that experience out into another DCC at some point. But right now we're just trying to like get through 1.0 of this experience sure. and like get it to where we want it to be. So that then we can maybe eventually look at doing that. But yeah, I, I think the long story is like, like Nick said, you, if you want to dive into the, into the guts of it, go for it. But you, the experience that, that I would prefer to you to have would be with the library and cinema, but mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, totally. Well, and I mean, that makes total sense too of using cinema as your kind of launch pad. And then, yeah, if you want to dig in and, you know, you love this plastic scratched 04, whatever, you know, you, you just dig in and you use whatever maps are in there, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's actually interesting to see too with the extensions and stuff. I feel like more and more people are in companies are going that way of like, just super easy to install, you know, user-friendly and again, like I, I kind of feel like most of the plugins and materials that you guys have made in the past are just the ease of use, iterate quick, find what you want, right? And and then okay, I've got a, my looks eighty percent done after going through a bunch of these. Now let's refine, right? Yep. And so like that's how they're. That's exactly how we want them to work. Yeah, and honestly, that it's been great for me. I, I can't tell you how many of my projects have started with the everyday material collection, black plastic, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and it, it just starts from there. Okay. The product's black or whatever, you know, and uh, we just kind of go from there. But yeah, I love being able to just drag and drop and iterate quick and see, see the changes, especially now with all the GPU stuff. Um, but I do want to um, kind of follow up on the material thing because we did have a question that was submitted about that. And I'm just going to read it because rather than trying to paraphrase a longer question, um, 
says, I would have to ask about those of us who have already previously bought a lot of the GSG plugins and packs. For those new to GSG, I see the value in the, in the subscription, but without constant content that one will use, especially for a more senior artist, what is the value? If you don't use the tutorials, then the packs and tools not having a non-sub option might not be worth it enough. <laughs> I think you guys kind of get that. Uh, especially if texture packs go away when you're not paying for the sub anymore. Quixel and Polygon both let you keep the textures and assets because you use points um, and you're buying those points. So even if you cancel, you've used those points. Um, similarly, materials aren't software. Why the sub model? Every other material, texture sub, including substance lets you keep the downloads. So um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or like, you know, uh, how GSG may fit into that. I, I think if, if I heard it right, it sounds like there's kind of two questions. Yeah. First one was, what if I have a lot of this stuff? Does it make sense to join plus? And the second one was, what's this thing where if I stop uh, becoming a member, uh, I don't get to keep all my assets. Like, what's that all about? Like, yes, you've that parsed kind of... that question well. <laughs> okay, so let's is tackle that your question. <laughs> <laughs> let's tackle I, uh, the first one first. Um, so it, it may not have like when Plus started, it was only the training, and uh, and you know if you already bought the training you wanted, and uh, you already had like let's say you bought a complete suite or the plugins you needed at the time. There wasn't really a, a, like a good reason to be a plus member. You have all the all the stuff, um, and I totally get it. Like, and so that was what over a year ago. So last August, and then since then, you may have been like, let's just have this person. I'm gonna, he's let's say he's watching all this go down, and then all of a sudden we start adding new stuff. Okay, we we add the material collections, and this person's like, I already have the material collections. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Don't need plus. Why do I need this? Um, then we started adding some, uh, some new training. A lot of it was octane filling in the octane side of our training. Let's mm -hmm. say this person was using Redshift. still. They're like, why do I need this thing? Um, I think, oh, and then let me follow up. We started adding more and more of our, um, plugins to plus starting a few months ago. So when we finally launched the new platform, and we have our new uh, Grayscale Gorilla Hub that lets you install this stuff super easy. Let's say they look at that, they're like, I like the hub, it's a lot easier to install, but I already own the plugins I own. I already own the ones I use, I, and you know, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally up till now, I think I, I get that. What's happening now, and what's happening over the next six months and year and, and on and on and on is the new stuff dropping into Plus is, um, is so uh, exciting <laughs> for us and I hope for our members that I think that this, this person will start to look at it and say, okay, new exclusive stuff that's in plus only um, that, and plus makes it easier to install. You don't have to do the complex. Uh, if you've ever tried to download and install our material collections, um, I think they're not fun. <laughs> some of the, I think it's the best material collection um, out there for Cinema 4D, but man, that install process with all the zips and you had to combine right. the zips um, <laughs> is not fun. Like, and right. we tried to make that even as easy as we could and it still wasn't great. So 
with the new system inside of plus it's literally like open the hub which packs you want to download which collections you want on your hard drive tell me where you want it click download get a cup of coffee there's a lot of stuff come back <laughs> and it's done you're installed yeah and so maybe this person could look at that and say okay there's new stuff now that i that was never sold before um it all comes through this amazing new hub is what I hope you're saying right now, person. Does it, does there a name attached to this uh, question? Uh, there is, <laughs> they didn't necessarily expli explicitly say to mention their name. So I, oh, I just, okay. I don't. Well, so she, she didn't want to be named. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna call <laughs> Steve. I'm gonna go Steve. Steve. There you go. <laughs> Steve, thanks for the question. Um, so I'm hoping now like Steve's out there like, okay, here's new stuff coming down the road. You know, there's one new material collection coming out tomorrow. It's an amazing collection, but maybe it doesn't fit what Steve does for a living. There's a new, um, uh, surface imperfection pack coming out tomorrow and the library, maybe not. But what I would say is take a look at what we're about to drop over the next few months. There's new material collections coming out. Now that we have the system that we can, like Chad was saying, have an idea and put it on your hard drive tomorrow. I yeah. think that that's the time when, honestly, some of our biggest customers like this, Steve, if that's his name, um, <laughs> would be able to look at it and go, okay, it's finally now worth it. Like it's finally now worth it to join and see what the heck this is all about. And I would encourage any of our customers too, if you're skeptical, um, to, to, to do two things. Come join for a month. You can join for 49 bucks, try it all out, download it, see what the big deal is all about. Mm -hmm. And if it's not quite there, like that, that, there's no other commitment or mm -hmm. you can actually sign up for a year, come try out plus and do the same thing if, and see if it's worth it for two months. We have a 60 day uh, return policy oh. um, that that's on anything we sell. Um, we stand behind what we sell. And so what I would say is when that time is right, when you see something new that you're like, mm, I wonder if that is going to be helpful. I would just encourage you to like, to try it, like mm -hmm. go, come on in. Uh, pay for the year up front. And that way you get a 60 day money back guarantee thing, tr download it, try it all out. Um, so th that would be kind of the first part. Like mm -hmm. I get where you're coming from and it's, and we are about to drop so much new stuff into plus um, that you, you may want to check it out. The second part of the question is about the materials uh, going away. And, you know, we thought a lot about that. We, we saw how other material collections um, and other subscriptions that use more of a credit system mm -hmm. uh, worked. And we, it still did not fit the vision that we saw, which is we wanted the artist not to have to go click, download, reassemble materials, see if it's for them and have to go do that process over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then even if it was clickable and drag and droppable, um, you know, you wouldn't have access to, to everything. We really wanted this everything mentality that when you become a member, you're not, you're not holding on to your credits and deciding maybe that's worth it. <laughs> yeah, um, right. We wanted you to be able to try and experiment. And like Chad said, I don't know if everybody uses materials in the same way, but I sometimes don't know what it is I'm looking for until I see it. And right. so we wanted this experience where uh, you have instant access. You don't have to download. You don't have to spend a credit. You don't have to go to the website. You have instant access. It's already on your hard drive and it's yours, right? It's yours to use. And we thought the most fair way to do that was to 
give you everything. And then we thought the most fair way to license that was if you are not using these things anymore and you're, and you, they are not helpful to you anymore, then you should not be a member. But as long as you are using these things and we're helping you save time and money and you're using this stuff in your projects and you're charging your clients money, then, then you stay a member and we're all good. And by mm -hmm. the way, this question came up regarding this, something similar to this, which is what if, uh, what if I like save a, a material with a pro project? Let's say I, I, right, right. I stop using Grayscale Gorilla Plus. Like, okay, let's say I move to another platform or something and, and I don't use it. But you know what? This client comes back to me in, in a year and says, hey, uh, can you open this up and like refresh it? Yeah. So that, that is what I would say is come back for a month. Come back for 49 bucks, build it into the bid and, and like, don't be opening old scene files unless you're charging your client more than the 49 bucks, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, like we try to make that really affordable for you to like dip in, get the license you needed and hit render and go. And I'll, I'll just add this to the mixes. Once it's rendered and it's in your video, it is licensed. We will never take that away from you. It is a part of that um, uh, render. You will not have to worry about the anybody coming after you that you rendered something a year ago, but you're not a <laughs> member today. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. The license is only about using new materials and anything in the in the uh, material collection in new renders that you're hitting render on today. Does that does that make sense? Definitely. Or is that clear at least? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can open up an old file. It's fine. It's just you won't have access to the library if you're not a member. Yep. Yep. Good way to say it. Yeah, and so um, um, I see Augustine's got his hand up. I'll, I'll call on him to ask his question. And then I, we have some other questions coming up in the chat as well. So I'll just kind of do, I'll start doing a bit of a round robin here. Um, oh, where do I get to the people. chat? I see Julie's in the chat. Hold on, I'm gonna click. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Yo, miss you guys in Detroit. I haven't been Yeah, well, I mean, we're not that far away. It's yeah. <laughs> hey, Julie's in the video. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I was. Wow. I had a, I had another meeting, so I was like stuck doing this other meeting while sort of listening. So okay, cool. So good. I'm to here. 100. Hope, hope you're well. But yeah, yeah let's, let's go to uh, Augustine to ask his question, and then um, I I want to go after that to uh, well, it doesn't look like he's on anymore, but Chris Rutledge had a good question, and then um, Elizabeth, I wanted to go for to you because you had a, a good, just kind of overview about subscription models in general and all that. So, um, love it. Augustine, why don't you start? Sure. Uh, well, hello guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Um, I'm also like, uh, being following Grayscale Gorilla since I don't know if day one, but like pretty much the beginning, what it was like only Nick, like doing the tutorials. So thank you for all what you guys have been doing. Um, and since I've been following you for all these years, like I've seen also the progression of Grayscale Gorilla and also this change of like business model, which I don't judge at all. I mean, you guys are doing what your thing and it's, that's great. But um, I remember that first that was Nick just doing the tutorials and it was mainly that, and it was like a really good vibe and energy. Then uh, you guys started like doing the tutorials and then selling, selling some products. And then now you shift towards like subscription model, which is fine. And um, and there's been like a discussion ongoing in the community that like 
kind of this vibe from the beginning or the second phase has been a little bit lost and and is like everything went kind of behind a paywall and um are you guys like planning on on doing some still some like free training for beginners like really beginner stuff to keep the spirit you know like because i think what, that we all like what everything here like loved about Crazy Gorilla was also the spirit is having like those videos with the, the energy and we could feel like you were excited by it. And, uh, and of course it's normal that you guys have been profitable. I mean, professionalizing the whole platform and it's completely normal as, and I understand it, but you know, like when things change, sometimes you lose a little bit, you lose a little bit of other things. And, um, and yeah, it's just, that's my question in the end is like, are you guys like bringing back a little bit more of that in the future? Because I know that a lot of people, even if those videos were old, uh, are still like watching them or showing them to people to get started, you know, because they are so sometimes like straightforward and, and fun to watch. So it will be a shame to lose that for everyone. Yeah, I, I, I feel that too. Like I, I want you to know like that is a, a feeling I have. Um, and especially when we decided this year to like put our heads down and go build all the stuff we talked about before. And so we really made an effort to, to take a break on that stuff. We knew that there would be, um, there would be that gap in some of the fun stuff, some of the community stuff, some of the outgoing, uh, you know, free stuff, like you're saying, we decided the best thing that we could do, uh, is to take a step back and go build this big vision that we had. And then once that's done, uh, come back and reintroduce what Grayscale Gorilla is all about. And so I think uh, even just being here on this podcast and we have other podcasts we're joining and we have other uh, free tutorials, all this stuff that we have planned that's coming out. I think you're seeing the start of some of that. Um, will it ever be, you know, like me in the bedroom again, like figuring this stuff out and, and like... <laughs> excited about dominoes falling down the, like, yes, I will always be excited about symbol 40 dynamics every day. But I think like, frankly, there's enough tutorials out there on that and we can go watch all those and um, it'll be um, yeah. Let me, let me just address it directly. Like there's free stuff, there's energy, there's community, there's vibe, there's all that stuff that I, I feel it too. I'm with you. Um, our plan is to do this. Our, Our first plan was to simple, simplify our product and what we sell and make that very simple, make it no brainer, make it one price. We did that. We, we are literally launching that tomorrow and by early 2021 plus members get everything. Okay. Um, then we uh, also uh, have, um, you know, all, all of our uh, uh, training that, some of it disappeared, right? Does anybody else like, or like, where'd some of that old free training go? Mm -hmm. And for us, um, I'll be honest, it was like a little bit of a misstep on our part because what we, all we really did was shut down our Vimeo. Like mm. Vimeo was giving us so many problems. <laughs> and when we built our brand new uh, site, we decided on a absolutely zero Vimeo uh, website. Policy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys experienced this too, but Vimeo has just been like going downhill, the quality, it didn't play half the time. Mm -hmm. And we actually had plus, if you remember, 
the first version of Plus was running on Vimeo. Mm. And so part of this whole, you know, uh, early of this year was us going, we need to get off of this. We need to have a professional video platform, which we picked and all of our, all of our training is up there now, or I should say all of the Plus training is up there now. We need to get the heck out of this Vimeo thing. And we, if it's not on YouTube and it's not in Plus, we are not putting this stuff on our website. And we always had plans on where this stuff's going to go. Cause a lot of it's great. A lot of it is what you're describing, mm-hmm. you know, being excited about uh, cinema 4d and it might be outdated. Even it might be a little bit old, but a lot of that stuff you could still follow with. For right. Sure. And so what we decided uh, to, it was to get the product out and the product was the new website, the new plus platform, all of this other stuff we've been talking about on this call. And what we said was, let's uh, simply shut the Vimeo stuff down and decide what we're just going to decide what to do later. Like once we get all this out and what um, a little, little short sighted, frankly, from me, but part of this is also um, we didn't know that so many people were like watching these 10 year old tutorials (laughs) and, and enjoying it and, and, and the fun and excitement of it. So Um, that's just to say, like, we have, we have plans to bring some of that back to YouTube, like literally the same videos back to YouTube. Uh, the, the shortest thing that we did was to put it all on plus, not all of it, but a lot of the greatest hits from the the past, if you are a plus member are available there. Um, and so look for more stuff in that vein too. But I think in general, like, man, I, I, I liked, I liked being 10 years younger too. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) that was fun. Um, but it's also, it's hard to, um, what, what we are trying to do is bring, um, uh, more of that energy to everything we do. And frankly, we bring that energy to everything we do. If you, if you're watching our, uh, tutorials on plus, if you're watching the training inside of plus Chad and I do a Q and a, uh, once a month for our plus members, um, we are still having fun. We are still enjoying this stuff. Uh, you know, we're not just behind closed doors here. We're, we're talking to our members. And I think that is, it's important to understand that because what we built was something for professionals and what we built was something for people who do this for a living. And Mm -hmm. fundamentally people who do this for a living have different questions than people who are just hobbyists. Right. And, and we really enjoy that, that moment of answering a question about how to charge your client more or, you know, how do you archive your stuff and get back at it and open it up and some of those Mm -hmm. tougher discussions. Mm -hmm. So that is what we have. We have a, we, we grew up too. Like we, we got better at, I personally got better at some of 40. I hired people who were way better at it than (laughs) I was. And now we have a community that is plus where we still do a lot of that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. just not out in YouTube land as much. And it's not out in Vimeo land. And what we found at least is the discussion level goes up quite a lot when you, uh, when you get rid of like YouTube comments (laughs) and and we get, and like, like what you're doing here is a good example, you know, um, inviting people who do this for a living, um, or want to do this for a living, which, which is also a huge part of what we do. You know, we've been helping people, uh, like your story's perfect. We've been helping um, artists that want to do this for a living 
get closer and closer to that goal. And then when they get to that goal, we give them tools to help speed that whole process up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the answer to that really, other than, you know, uh, other than we are still doing that, but we're doing it for people who do this for a living. And we, we want you to come join us. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Just to clarify, I wasn't taking any position. I was just, you know, asking, it was just pure curiosity. No, I think it's, I think it, it sums up a lot of feelings. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've had discussions with people about this, like where, what's, what's the vibe, man? What's the vibe going? And it's it's mm -hmm. a, like, a, it's not even a, a real question at the end of it, but I do understand what you mean when you say that for sure. And I, I think Chris in the chat had a good comment um, just about how, you know, so many of us kind of grew up watching this stuff and like learn a lot of us learn this way. And so it's like, Oh, you want to learn how the cloner, like, Oh, there's this GSG video, you know, and then you search Vimeo. It's not there. I don't blame you for getting off Vimeo. I mean, when they introduce stickers to your video, like, come on, just make the freaking video play. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't need anything else, but I think there's, there's almost some of that um, nostalgia effect in a way, you know, of like, Oh wait, what? Oh, that video is not there anymore. Oh. And then, you know, obviously as businesses grow up, you know, business plans change and all that. And, and you have to do what's right for the business. It, Sometimes, mo you know, people won't agree with it or, or whatnot, but I think you guys are in an interesting position because you've literally grown this business in front of all of us, you know, and like you have other platforms that kind of done that, but I would be willing to bet you guys are kind of like the OG of it and have, we've all really been able to see the, the kind of story behind um, GSG. And I think some people that have been into this ecosystem for a while are, you know, maybe feeling a little bummed out that some of the stuff is starting to retreat behind the paywall type thing. But as you said, it's, you know, it's part of business. It's, it's kind of what needs to do if you want to keep evolving. And if that gives you guys the ways and means to create more tools at a rapid pace and deliver more time-saving things to artists, I mean... I think that's a hard go. point to there argue without, you know, you know, uh, with saying like, oh, it should all be free, but keep developing, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this too. If there's something in particular, um, because we get some of these questions like, hey, I'm, am I missing something? Didn't you guys have a video of, you know, like uh, this? And we're like, we did. Where is that? You know, like, cause we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't, we, there's a lot of stuff. There's like, you know, 1500 videos. So like thousands of hours of stuff on Vimeo. Um, so we, we're going to like keep track of all that stuff. And if it's available, we're just going to send you the link. And if it's not, uh, we're going to, we're going to try to make that available, especially if more people request it. So it's totally. something, it's something we, that I get, right. Like it's like, but with everything going on, at least for us right now, it was, it was not like a high priority internally because we're like, we got to get this new product out. We got to get plus members doing this. We got to get our, we got to get off of Vimeo because it's crashing yeah. plus. Now that we're at the end of the year, we're uh, going to launch all these new products uh, tomorrow. Um, we have a sale. Uh, oops. We have a sale coming. <laughs> we did not announce that yet, but um, we have a, a, a sale in a couple of weeks. And, and then we have a lot of those projects. It's like, let's, um, 
let's put some of these grayscale gorilla classics and give them a better home. And especially mm -hmm. even, even the romantic ones, I'll sit and dreamily watch myself use, <laughs> look 10 years younger. And, and Would everybody dynamics. stop encouraging Nick, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I see Julie put in the chat GSG legacy. <laughs> legacy. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to get to Elizabeth's yeah, Julie, uh, question thank you. too, real I, quick. I want to get to that question too. I just, Julie has a good point too. Like uh, if for, for those of you who are wondering, there are over 200 free videos on YouTube right now. You can go to our YouTube account. <laughs> um, there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of free tutorials. You could also go to um, uh, our tutorials page directly on the website. There's a free tutorials uh, tab. And that'll list a, a lot of the free tutorials that are obviously still available, ready to go. And if you want the intro to cinema, ooh, drop my Wacom pen there. If you want the uh, intro to Cinema 4D, which is like 20 plus hours of, of intro training for anybody that might, might be new to cinema, you can go sign up, just type in intro to Cinema 4D, sign up for a free account, and there's hundreds of hours there. So by no means is like everything behind a paywall. Um, it is, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of, of hours of amazing training to get you started in Cinema 4D and all these renderers as well. So thanks for that yeah, reminder. Uh, well, Julie. I have to say too, Nick, that I feel like the influx of tutorials that are on Vimeo and YouTube and all that, like, I'm going to give you some credit with starting all that. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> I I mean, wanted, that's what I wanted to say also. It's like, you told that there's a ton of videos about that, but you initiated those, like, they're copying many of your tutorials, but uh, what makes a tutorial successful is not only the content that you explain, but it's also the teacher. And I mean, there's a ton of videos that replicate yours, but they're boring as hell. And I cannot watch them for 10 seconds. <laughs> when yours, I could watch them and like enjoy them. They were, I mean, they were just the right format. You know, they were, they were not too long, not too short. There was a lot of, and, and, and just like the, 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 it was like really easy going. So, and that's what made it, make it a success for me at least. So don't, don't like, don't play yourself. Like there's a ton of them on, on YouTube. They're not the same. Hmm. Well, and, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and kind of a question that relates to that. And again, Elizabeth, I've not forgotten about you. I'm coming to you. Um, is that like, you know, I would say you're kind of a pioneer in the 3d world of creating these online tutorials and explaining like this cool effect or how do we do this, you know, titling thing or whatever it is. Um, and now there's so much of it, right? And there's so much good stuff out there too. Like there's some really good tutorials on YouTube, you know, like, how do you, how do you guys think about that? And how do you, how do you step up your, you know, GSG offerings um, in a specifically a, a plus platform to like kind of start competing against that stuff, you know, and from my experience on plus you have well thought out curriculums and all that, which a one-off tutorial on YouTube's not necessarily going to give you that. But I mean, even you see some of the production value on, on some of these things that, you know, you might not even be able to understand the person talking and you have to watch it in closed captioning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just curious to see, or to know from your perspective, like how, how do you, you know, what separates GSG from, that type of stuff or yeah. even any of your competitors. Yeah. I think it's something we talk about a lot, think about a lot. There's so much great training right now. Like when I started learning this stuff, I had to, I had to get the DVD, man. I had to like <laughs> order it and wait 
for the mail to come and watch a DVD, or I had to uh, hopefully bump into somebody that knew this program. Um, and now of course, like there's so much great stuff out there. Um, and so, yeah, like we think about that a lot. And so for, for where we're headed with Grayscale Gorilla Plus and, and the training in Plus, and, and more importantly, the products in Plus is we're really focusing on making it look good. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we've, um, w- w- which with the first story I told here, which is why I got so excited about all this stuff that there was, you know, the gray, the gray stuff that is inside of Cinema 4D is what Cinema 4D does. They made MoGraph, they made Dynamics, yeah. they made uh, Volume and Shatter and all Fracture and all these amazing tools. But so many of us get to the end of that tutorial and they're like, that's fine, but how do I make it look like a real piece of glass is shattering? How do I make it look like the floor is actually made of concrete? How do I sell this like it might be photo real? And I think that that is the future of what we want to help the artist out with the most. So it could be called finishing or it could be called, you know, the lighting and materials and the cameras and the compositing and the LUTs and the cinematography of it. I think that is the, one of the biggest missing pieces in education is, is tying the technical to that stuff. And it's uh, how we see and set ourselves apart from other training. So you can go learn Cinema 4D now from some amazing uh, uh, classes out there. Look at what, like what School of Motion is doing is uh, incredible stuff. Um, and you're going to get a really great, like you're going to learn how to rig a character, right? Something we traditionally didn't have a lot of. Now we have uh, uh, one on Plus, but again, that is kind of the, the um, that's, a little bit of the past of plus like, uh, or I'm sorry, the past of grayscale gorilla is like, we're going to show you how to use uh, all these new cinema 40 tools. Now, like we had to do that back in the day, there was nobody else online that was showing you how to use this dang program. So we did it today. There are other people that will show you how to use the new tool. They'll show you um, how to uh, use every brand new feature in cinema 40. But at the end of all of that um, to make it beautiful, is really, we think, the, one of the hardest parts. And we want to solve that problem for the artist by giving you guys uh, materials that are photoreal, that are detailed, that are high resolution. You could zoom in into them and they hold up to, um, to high standards that work in major third-party renderers. We want to give you guys lighting, whether it's LightKit Pro uh, or H- our, our entire HDRI library that's coming to Plus. We want to give you guys access to that to help use hundreds of different lighting scenarios. And then we also, for the training aspect, when we do do training, it's about making this stuff look more photoreal. So it's um, something like our new Octane training, uh, or of course, we're up to date with Arnold and um, uh, Redshift training as well to make sure that you understand your renderer enough to, to create something beautiful and to create something engaging. Because at the end of the day, your client is not paying you for Cinema 4D and they're not paying you for the fracture and they're not paying you for <laughs> the, the tools that we use. They're paying f- to go like, holy crap, that looks great. Or holy right. crap, my logo looks awesome. Or holy crap, we're going to sell crap out of this thing because of the thing that you made, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to help wow your 
uh, client. We want to help you wow your boss. And we want to help you make stuff that, um, that either you couldn't make on your own or you don't have time to start from scratch on every material and every piece of lighting. So that's, I think how we differentiate ourselves. Uh, we, and we're doing this more and more with more, um, like our materials, for example, are, are for Arnold Octane and uh, Redshift. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that kind of sums it up. There might be another part of that question. I didn't Yeah, know that's great, but, uh, but yeah. Awesome. I'm going to get to Elizabeth now. Uh, feel free to hop in. There you go. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, I just wanted to ask about, um, I mean, you guys have been super successful and influential. And, um, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys is there might be just a couple unintended consequences because people are like paying attention to your success and they notice it is, um, one, uh, one consequence is that whatever, uh, plus puts out in terms of plugins, tutorials, packs, materials, all those um, pieces, it turns down the pressure on Maxon if there was any overlap and responsibility, right? And so is that something you guys think about in terms of like, well, we're going to put out uh, this, you know, this feature basically, and then Maxon goes, oh, goody, we can cross that off of our to-do list and <laughs> never pick it up again. <laughs> if um, it only worked that way. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they were so eager to ship that thing. Right. Anyway. And then another unintended consequence might be that, I mean, you guys just had your origin story at the beginning of this podcast and um, yeah, we're all paying attention to that. And one of the things I've been noticing is that uh, there's this career path in MoGraph and more and more often we start to see examples of people reaching the top of that career path and deciding I'm going to go teach now and teaching I'm using as a, as a generic term, meaning it could be anything from creating plugins to doing tutorials, to coming up with sub subscription models, like, everything you guys are doing basically. And so I, I, I'm just wondering, like, is that something you're seeing in terms of people, like, can we have a career path that still terminates in us, that was a terrible word, but still <laughs> ends in us still being artists rather than having to be teachers? I, can, I, can I start with that one? Yeah, absolutely. So I think what's interesting about this field is that it's kind of gotten big enough to support a uh, an industry that supports the people in this field. And that's pretty exciting. In my opinion, that's really actually awesome. Whether it's uh, people looking to support other artists in this field with teaching, with plugins, with assets. So for me personally, uh, as someone who started off in the studio doing, doing the work, pulling the late nights to becoming a creative director and thinking like, well, maybe that's my last stop in this in this journey. Maybe that's where I'm going to end my my career. And being offered an opportunity to divert into this path was great. And and the fact that there's a there's an industry here to support that is fantastic. So I'm not sure. I think that there it's not a bad thing to have more paths. I think everybody on this call would agree that when when they get to be um, uh, older like myself, they hope that there are other paths maybe that aren't leading to the same, oh, I'm busting my ass all weekend on this thing and I hate my life. Like, I, I think that everybody would welcome uh, uh, potentially a new path. 
Um, I don't think it, I, I do see what you're saying. And, and, I, and I have noticed that it is a trend that uh, the teaching thing sort of becomes the de facto default. Like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll put out this video or I'll put out this training. I, I, I know how to do this and generally, so here, let me go do this. And I think that that's fine. I, I, I think that there's room enough for that. And, and I think that people will gravitate towards the stuff that they find valuable for them. So if you are doing that stuff and people find value in it and it becomes successful and it allows you to potentially take on less work or maybe quit your full-time job, that's great. Well, here's the angle that, that I didn't bring up earlier, which was that, I mean, you're right, there, more is better, right? And it's wonderful that there's the support for that, for that um, within the industry that's big enough. But when, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little derogatory, but when the grownups leave, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when folks have gotten to the senior level and then they leave and they no longer require clients to treat them like grownups, meaning they require the all night work and they require the popping open the old files and the free revisions and all this stuff. That is a side effect of the grownups having left to go teach. So what you're saying is that had the grownups stayed, yeah. they would somehow police the clients into not, I, I'm not sure if that would ever happen, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I was doing that. I, I left day-to-day um, uh, -day studio work when I was, you know, gosh, I, I don't know, late, late 30s, early 40s. And it never stopped. Like, it didn't matter how many adults were in the room. I mean, but I was in advertising. I don't know if anybody's in a different industry that's that's yeah, a little a bit one. more, um, I guess, human. But uh, no, it, it, I, I think that you're, but it is interesting, though, because I would often see artists coming up through the studio uh, that really had no business being a creative director. But that was really the only path forward or that was the only perceived path forward for them but they were just not, they weren't managers. They didn't mm -hmm. like dealing with clients. Maybe mm -hmm. they just didn't want to, you know, ruffle feathers and they weren't. And so for them, imagine being that person and being like, well, this is my only way up. This is my only way. And being like, well, I don't even like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe I just stay at the desk, you know? So yeah, it, it, it's, it's a weird time right now because everything's so new and like all these people are, are trying different paths. And um, ultimately, I'm excited by it because I think that um, uh, even I would say seeing more people create uh, packs and training and things like this, all it does is, is uh, create, in my, my mind, competition. And competition is good. Competition mm -hmm. pushes us. It pushes everybody forward. And I, I think that um, I'm excited by that. And, and when I see somebody put out something that I'm like, damn, I wish I had made that, it pushes me <laughs> to want to like do better. I don't know if yeah, I, that's, I'm kind of going off track, but no, that's, that's, I think that's a great point. You know, like rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like you see something and that might spark a new idea or push you for next time. Okay. I want to go a little deeper into this or, totally. or whatever it is. Yeah competition is healthy for all of us. Right. Um, cause otherwise we just get stagnant and just kind of fall asleep at the wheel. Um, yeah. And also like when I was learning, like there was no seniors to teach us any of this. Mm -hmm. So it was all on your own and it was painful because 
I mean, the teachers we had didn't knew anything about 3D or it was like really rudimentary. And, and I mean, I wish I had all the training that's available today. Oh man, me too. <laughs> I, I, would have got, I would have gotten so much better, so much faster because I mean, and when people were senior, they weren't sharing any information because that was like jeopardizing their own like income because how, um, why I'm gonna teach this guy He's gonna take my place, you know. Oh, there yeah. was like this kind of like attitude, and and you still have this a little bit. But now there's so much quality training that it's it's crazy. It's insane. I actually watched a video this weekend on photogrammetry, and I was like, oh, this one looks good. The kid couldn't have been more than thirteen. <laughs> and I was just like, this is actually a great video. <laughs> I'm like, how in the heck does this kid know? Um, all right, so we've way blown out the, the time frame here, but I, I hope that's okay with Nick and Chad. Um, we have three questions left if, if we can kind of rapid fire through these. Are you guys all right with that? Yeah, I have a heart out at, at 4.30, but- Okay, um, we'll, we'll be I'm, out of I'm here okay. in Let's seven minutes. Fire. Rapid fire, go for I'm, it. I'm gonna, um, keep, I'm gonna keep my long uh, winded to a, to a minimum. Right, Get the buzzer I love out. It. I love I'll it. cut you off. Don't worry. Right. Um, let's go Jeff first, and then Julie had her hand raised, and then I got one last thing to to round it all up. All right. Guys, love you. You guys are awesome. Huge fans. Thanks, this is way back today. Um, I just wanted to know, how do you guys stay relevant in the industry? Because there's a lot of training out there that are put on by people that are very senior that feel very out of touch with the industry and it's always felt like you guys are setting the trend like you did all the material packs and they i use them every day like literally every day um so i'm i'm just i'm trying to i'm trying to see how you guys juggle it all because it, it feels like you do everything we, we just never stop Okay. <laughs> it's, it's an unhealthy obsession, Don't dude. Sleep. I'm telling you. The adults like, have never left the room and you're still going. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think the reason is that I'm just going to speak for myself. Like I love this stuff. I absolutely live and breathe this stuff. Design, filmmaking, motion design, 3D, visual effects. I can't not consume it in, in every way, shape or form. So for me, it's sort of an addiction that I've managed to turn into a career. And um, uh, that's how I do it. I just, I just am fascinated by the stuff. And so I just pay attention. And really, that's all I do. I, I got nothing to add other than that was great. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, think, I think a part of it, too, is, is that there are... Um, there are some people that get into any hobby and like the technical side of it. And there are some people that get into something because of the artistic or visual or creative side of it. And this industry in particular, um, in so many ways, unless you literally just want to rig characters or whatever, you need to have a balance of both. And up until, um, you know, it was hard to find training that had a balance of both. And it was hard to find tools and plugins that not only technically worked well, but also had a visual style and had good taste and had good defaults and good presets. And so I think something that we're proud of is that it's not just technical uh, and, it's, and, and it, it's, it's also visually beautiful at the end of it all. And it's something we strive for. It's, it's part of having someone like Chad on the team that like just pushes us relentlessly toward that goal 
of not only making stuff that's easy to use and technically works. And our, our, uh, our development team, by the way, is, is, should be, um, applauded. It, it, it actually, you know, bringing someone like Kent in that's helping us make, you know, new plugins like the library, make all this stuff happen. So, uh, so I guess, I guess that's the only thing I'll add. See, I got long-winded. Uh, there, there's, there's hire the, the right people. Is that what you're saying? There's hire the right people for sure. Yeah. But I think the, the, it is rare to find someone, uh, that is, t- that it can technically go do the thing, but that also has the visual ability to know when it's, when it looks beautiful as well. And yeah. I think it's something that we've always tried to balance, um, at Grayscale Gorilla. Love Great it. answer. I'll, I'll apply it. That was, <laughs> nailed it. One, la- one last thing. When are we going to see Shiny Spheres make a comeback? <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm trying here. I think I think it is. It's never gone away. They always look great. Um, <laughs> go to Instagram. Scroll. We need them in Aces now, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I can get behind that. <laughs> see, the new Shiny Sphere is, is Chad's um, uh, material uh, ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally the shape. <laughs> It's the it's an upgrade or skull maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. <laughs> All right, Julie, hop in real quick to oh, sure. Um, I, I'll just be touching back on kind of the thread that um, Elizabeth had started about the adults leaving the room. So um, one thing to think about, I think, for all of us and for everyone, like you guys who are like leaders in the industry, is like to remember to like stay candid. I know that like as you want to be professional and like have this very branded approach and whatever. But I remember like a video you made a long time ago, Nick, where you were talking about like how to get hired by a studio, like be fun to be around and stuff. Like it was very good. Um, I don't know. It was just very like honest and clear. And like, I'm just noticing like in my local community, how often I have to like tell artists, like people just graduating school, like to raise their rates and how like people undercutting or charging too little hurts the whole industry. So I just think that like, like um, kind of the solution of, what to what Elizabeth was asking about, like if everyone goes to teach instead of working in the studios and or working with clients, I think that the oh don't dang right there that was so it was like on the cusp. <laughs> I know. Well, for yes, those listening, Julie, no, just, oh, she's back. She's back. Oh. I froze up. Always yeah, yeah. right when I you were about why. to make your question. No, your I was just talking about like um that's kind of the solution to, to what Elizabeth was saying, you know, about the adults leaving the room. Like maybe you guys aren't taking client work anymore. Just, you know, kind of remember your responsibility within the industry to kind of stay on top of everyone and, and be those voices of, of reason and like life balance. And like, you know, don't forget to charge enough. You know, that's, you know, just that, that's stuff to keep working into the conversation. Where it is, you know? Yeah. That, that's that. I, I agree. It, it gets harder and harder for us for Nick and I to, to like speak with any, uh, the, for the more years that we're not in production, the more, the less we feel confident. I think it's at least me in being able to offer like truly up to date, like, Oh yeah, you know, rates this and that, because I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if, if like, if, if things haven't changed that much and maybe I'm overthinking it, we, we can still offer that advice. But my, my fear is like, I don't want to be, the person who hasn't done production in four years trying to tell somebody in production right now how to run their jobs. You know what I mean? Like it just seems oh, weird yeah. to me. 
But I mean, yeah, you guys, you know, bring guests on your podcast for that sort of thing. Yeah, so. that's true. That's yeah, a good th- point. I think that's, a, I think that's an important part of it, especially the stuff that doesn't change, like charge more, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, get <laughs> some sleep be that way forever. Don't, don't live too far away from where you work. Like, I think there's some really fundamental things that we can all like post on our wall and remember as, as artists. Um, and I think it's an important part of, of what we do and we don't talk enough about it. You know, mm-hmm. we don't, I'm as guilty as anybody. I watched every After Effects tutorial and every Cinema 4D tutorial, and it took somebody else to come to me and say, like, maybe you want to bring a little design to this dude. Maybe you want to bring a little bit of like, maybe not charge a hundred bucks for that dude. Like, and and I didn't go actively look for tutorials on how to be a better freelancer. And so I think part of it is in built into the artists themselves. They just want to do this stuff. They don't want to worry about all that. But it to make a living doing this. Um, it, it is, it is, it's such an important part of, of the career path. And it's such an important part of anyone's path is to learn more about the business side of it, learn more, at least for me about the design side of it and not always about like another, um, like, you know, what, what cinema 40s latest thing is. Totally. There's so, so many technical things that you could go off on, but it's like sometimes. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. That's I, no, I stuff that people that. talk about at meetups, but you know, we don't have meetups. Exactly. It, is, it, it really <laughs> is, Julie. You're right. When it's we, true. We meet up, we kind of share a story and somebody's maybe had a bad day with that. And then what's nice, somebody else has already had that conversation or is better at it. And we would share that. I think that's a good point, Julie. It's like, we don't have those in-person accidental moments to say like, you know what I do? <laughs> yeah. You know what I do totally. when, I, when there's a client I don't want to work with, but they look like they have money. I charge them triple. And if they say yes, I take it. You know, like so those <laughs> things are, are those like beer conversations that don't um, maybe happen as much in public. So, and it kind of sounds like it's what you're doing here. Uh, yeah. It's um, what we try to do here. Exactly. Which is great, which is yeah. the, like this stuff helps a ton. So for sure. It's, that's why I miss those, uh, you know, I used to look forward to going to see graph and NAB and all that just to like, you know, mm-hmm. bounce ideas, hear stories, Nerd oh, fast, places. No? <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back. Eventually. Well, I know, uh, Nick's got a heart out here in like a minute. So I'll wrap it up here real quick by just saying, thank you guys so much for coming on and just talking more about this and about plus and just like your backstory and just everything. I, I think this was a super cool meeting for us to have. And I'm again, forever indebted to you guys for helping my career and allowing me to do what I'm currently doing because I freaking love it. And I would not be here without you. Um, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate everything that you've done to give back to this community and, and honestly, you guys are a sponsor of Camp MoGraph. I mean, like you're, you're still like helping the community and you're still very much a part of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. Thank um, you for having us, by the way. And thank you for yeah. doing things like this. You know, this is why this community uh, is so great that things like this pop up, things like Camp MoGraph um, uh, pop up. Then you don't need to wait for the, the adults to make NAB happen. <laughs> you know, uh, you just, you just hop in here. So thank you guys for having us and, um, for what you're, 
for what you're doing here. And if, by the way, I see other questions and stuff. If I didn't get to anything, if there's anything that we didn't get to, um, hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up. Um, if you're on the grayscale gorilla Slack channel, which if you've ever purchased anything from us, you have access to our, um, Slack channel, come say hi. It's that's an awesome active community. Uh, we're answering questions in there as well. So please, uh, if I didn't get to your question, um, come, come, uh, come ask it. I want to make sure I do. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We really look forward to, I guess, what you guys are going to drop tomorrow um, or in the next few days. Get um, ready. You can go so, see the roadmap today. If anyone's interested, go to the latest blog post and you'll see a roadmap, which actually spells out not only what's coming out tomorrow, which is an awesome new material collection, um, but also the roadmap and how we're bringing everything to Grayscale Gorilla Plus over the next few months. So um, uh, there's a whole blog post about it. Real short read. Head on over there um, uh, right now. Go, go ahead. Amazing. Go and do it. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And for everyone listening and joining today, thank you again for being part of this community. We, you know, we wouldn't do this without you, essentially. I'm not going to talk to myself for an hour. So uh, thank you for being part of this. And if you want to reach out with any feedback, questions, comments, or anything, you can find us on all the social platforms at Monday Meeting. I don't even know what the exact Twitter handle or Instagram <laughs> handle are, but it will populate. It's easy enough. So uh, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving uh, if you're in the uh, States. And if not, uh, enjoy your weekend. Okay. We'll see you next week. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Happy Monday. Bye. Thanks, guys. Gobble, gobble. Thanks, everybody.